Hello, we're the Sticky Bum Boys. I'm Michael. And I certainly am not. Welcome back to the podcast and to German Week. For those of you who have been wondering, mine handy actually means mobile phone. So wash your minds out with soap if you thought it was something else. <laughs> Now, with a real life German person in the tent, hopefully this week's episode isn't going to cause as much uproar as Mexican Week did or Asian Week or any of the other kind of international <laughs> weeks, really. Well, yeah, let's find out right after these ads. Let's go. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/achieve today. Okay, Michael, you're actually leading this section, but I think it's really important to point out to the listeners that we already tried to record this episode and I turned <laughs> up to Michael's house having not done my homework, yeah. as in hadn't actually watched the episode at all. And we thought for a moment, well, actually we, we tried we quite got, hard. We got right up to the technical <laughs> and then I realized it was basically just me narrating what had happened. It was like a Wikipedia summary. I thought I've got a really great memory. I'm just gonna remember some bits. Remembered nothing. And then he tried to read my live blog that I did off the series <laughs> last year, but then he realized that my jokes were the same this year. And then, yeah, we had to give up. Um, but what we're gonna do quickly to start off, David, is we're gonna do a recap of last week's episode, which was episode four. Oh, no. You have 30 seconds, let's go. Episode four was Dessert Week, which came quite early. I always thought that's later on. Uh, they did Pavlovas. Nothing to say about that. They did Technicals. <laughs> I can't remember anything. They did Technicals, which were sticky toffee puddings, which uh -huh. looked really delicious. But uh -huh. again, I don't remember much apart from soggy, well, Maggie floppy did, biscuits. Did, Maggie didn't put any flour in hers, famously. Oh, yes. Mm -hmm. And hers were just soggy messes and she kept on thinking they were going to come out. Mm. Um, and then in the final, they did Impromise. In the final. In the final. They, they did the final earlier this year the as well. The final countdown. They did Impromise and Maggie had like a split and then a seepage and it was quite soggy. And it was like named after Paris, but it was just pictures of strawberries. Yeah. And yeah. she went home and Chiggs, I think. Did Chiggs win? I don't know. I don't remember at Chiggs all. Chiggs was the star. Great. Lovely. We're really good professional podcasters. We actually recorded that episode a wee while ago now, so I don't actually fully remember. No. Right. So this week was German week. Um, which came first, Jürgen or German Week? <laughs> Genuinely, though, like, what do we think? Because had they planned to do a German Week from when they were doing applications, or when Jürgen applied, they were like, ah. Maybe they had them in the bag. Maybe they have them, like, listed. Because German Week does seem like quite an obvious baking-y type thing to do with all the spices and stuff. Right. But you'd think there'd also be, like, Swedish Week will be on there and things. And maybe when, when they got Jürgen, they were like, okay, we've, we've confirmed him. Let's do German Then Week. Then is that unfair? Because he has an advantage, well, it didn't, didn't work out famously, but like he had an advantage, surely. Yeah, I've been trying to think this. I think, I think it is an advantage, but there's also a lot of pressure on that. Because the week, was it last week? Oh no, in bread week, Giuseppe basically, it was Italian week. Because there was, was two Italian, Italian bakes. Sure. And he did do very well on both the Italian bakes. Yeah, it's weird, so isn't it? I do think there probably is an advantage. I mean, they, um, there's also a theory that the first person to talk in the Bake Off episode is either the winner or the eliminee. 
Ooh, and what did so you I wrote that down then? and then I didn't write down who spoke first. <laughs> <laughs> Can someone please test it? There's people out there that know all the people stats. People will do this. We've got a Christmas season coming up. The holiday season's coming up. We've got plenty yeah. of time to, to test the theory. Also, some people might kind of listen to this and then rewatch the episode so then please can you tell us oh that's a good idea yes um also there's a german version of the bake-off did you know this is there? there's a german oh yeah one. you haven't talked about it um oh sure yes yes one year there's a 50 shades of gray themed showstopper isn't that good wow. so there's like a like loads of naked torsos and like a red room with like whips and chains and ball gags and stuff that's good i wonder if they censored any parts of it i wonder if some of the i mean bakers... the pictures are they're on twitter if you go and have a have a wee scroll it's endless entertainment but there's no Patreon full frontal week. nudity not, I don't remember seeing any dicks, uh. apart from the judges. Oh, <laughs> and the nice. German ones dicks quite as cutting. well. I don't actually know. I was picturing Paul, but just like in lederhosen. Is that racist? I'm sorry if that's racist. No, I don't think so. Although I did think it was quite racist, the start off bit. Nolan. That craft work thing was a bit strange, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. It was the, the, Very the bad whole, wigs. With the whole accent thing, I just find it gets a little bit offensive at some some points with yeah, Matt. Yeah, but it's, it's quite a hard line to tread, isn't it? But they do often tread on the wrong side of the line, I think. <laughs> yeah. um, I liked that Jürgen's um, phrase for kind of good luck was break a leg and break your neck. <laughs> Said yeah. with like a fully straight face in the eyes. Was that De Cristel? I think it was De Cristel, yeah. And also, Prue's necklace this week is like that game where you have a long wiggly wire and you've got a ball on one end and you have to get the ball to the other end. It's oh, like one of those... the one you always see at doctor's surgery. Yeah, in the like, children's soft play area. Um, anyway, we should probably talk about the actual episode itself. Um, so the signature was two batches of 12 German biscuits, which had to be dipped, coated or decorated, just how I like to be, in two hours and 15 minutes. What did you think? I thought this was a great, great one. Yeah. I did think it was funny how they kept on saying like, oh, people are happening to do one set of shortbread, one set of almond-based marzipani ones. Obviously, that was in the brief that they had to do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think that was good. Like it is two very distinct types of biscuits. Again, your favourite batch baking. Mm-hmm. That's going to be tough just because the amount you've got to try and get into your 24 oven 24 biscuits each. That's 192 biscuits in the tent. There you are. Ooh. That's not quick maths. I did do that maths earlier. <laughs> I could have done, done that on the spot. That is good for the for the crew for tea time the crew would have been absolutely starving i thought this was actually quite a good challenge yeah i mean amanda was sort of making those jammy biscuits again but she was using like a mulled wine jam which sounded absolutely divine surely quite easy to make yeah because it's just normal jam with spices it's just the spices no alcohol i guess i know brandy as well should have put brandy in. oh, oh that yeah. sounds very nice i did think i love those moments when in Bake Off, they just do it perfectly, where Giuseppe is saying, oh, you need to make your jam a little bit thick, just so that it kind of does, so it holds itself. And then it cuts to Amanda, who's actually spooning her. It was just mulled wine <laughs> into her biscuits. There was no jam going on. The classic Bake Off jump cut. Giuseppe's actually sounded quite nice. He was making a pisto spice mix, which is uh, like cinnamon, nutmeg, cloves. What else is in that? Star anise. Yeah, star anise. Pepper? I, yeah, probably black pepper. That's what I was disappointed with. Some With German spices... They really go for it when mm. it comes to these biscuits. In fact, I've just come back from Hamburg and I've eaten so many German biscuits. Mm. People didn't go enough with like the heavy spices, like with black pepper, star anise, cloves. Oh. You can't go too unusual because Paul gets confused. Um, in this episode, he said that coffee and pecan was an unusual flavour combination. He doesn't, every year he's like, coffee and nuts. This is wild. He's been doing it for 14 years now. Oh, the judges and their unusual combinations. Yeah, not good. Um, George did an interesting choice here where he was like, I'm going to make biscuits that take 20 24 hours to rest in two hours. Right, Michael, what biscuit takes 24 hours? To, what's happening to this biscuit well, that I, needs to rest for 24 hours? I think it is 
German though. No, it's a German. It's one that's meant to like. It's meant to go like honeycomby and cakey or something. Oh right. So maybe it's a raising agent. I don't. I, honestly, I don't know. I don't know what it is. But like, there are some biscuits. Like if you make cookies, for example, with brown sugar, it's good to leave them in the fridge overnight because the sugar kind of goes a more caramelly flavor. No. Yeah, it and matures. obviously with bread, they can never do sourdough each year because sourdough takes hours and hours and well, hours. They could do sourdough. I think they could just split it across two days. Do it yeah. differently. Do a different thing. Like do a week where after the technical, they're given. So I don't know if anyone's watched Bake Off the Professionals, but they have like a golden hour, which sounds very fun. Oh, yes. <laughs> where hour, they can start something. Yes, exactly. So the night before, they have an hour to make any elements that need to set hard, um, as it were. And so they have that hour the night before and then the following day they walk in and continue the challenge so why not have a golden hour where they have to feed a starter or do you know what i mean like yeah. and you could do things like croissants that way as well like there's things that you could do and the pottery throwdown that we love that also goes on for days so they've they've got formats where they like love productions also do pottery throwdown mm. where that takes days to kind of like so it doesn't it need to be and... it doesn't need to be every week but you can do like a rather than making the twist that they're baking over a fucking open fire make it that they can make a bake that everyone does at home but just with an extra hour but yeah. anyway back to George. if they're decision. listening which they're not <laughs> <laughs> an idea for next year love productions um bad decision for you george um Lizzie was making an apple and cardamom jam to sandwich her biscuits, which sounded delicious. Um, they were called the Cheeky Boys, her little things. They looked a bit like sex dolls, I thought. Yeah, I think it was it the is. lips that kind of, that really got it for me. And Jürgen, I didn't write what he what He was he making his brother's horns. Uh, oh, and I did write he got his fingers dirty. Yeah. Doesn't happen if you prepare, but there you go. Freya made cherry bakewell biscuits. Not much more to say on that. I, I did written... like the I liked the idea of those, but it just didn't feel very German. No, it's always hard on a themed week though, because sometimes you're kind of encouraged to put your own, well, you're always encouraged to put your own spin on a bake, and if you are from Yorkshire, it's quite hard to put something a spin on a German bake. So perhaps that's easier to do an English flavour. True. You don't always have to do. I mean, obviously, whenever there's a Welsh person, every single bake has to be Welsh. But you don't have to. Your spin doesn't always have to be. Don't come after Michelle like that. <laughs> <laughs> your spin doesn't always have to be just where you're from but yeah i do get you and i think it was it was still okay it was fine i would i would love for these sorts of weeks and it's been said online as well that's not my idea although i wish it was to have a person from the the place that they're, they're inspired by have a person from that as a guest judge don't get rid of prune paul just have another one have another judge next to them amen someone actually knows what they're talking about someone from the german bake-off the german paul and lederhosen get him in yeah uh, something like that would be great but hey, here's where we are um i have actually not written really how they did oh no jürgen got a handshake jürgen got a handshake his biscuits were basically perfect because he's german sure, sure. i mean it'd be, un be unusual for him not to I thought it was fine as a challenge. My world was not set alight. No, they all did very well. There wasn't, there didn't seem to be any, you know, like there was none of that kind of excitement of things going wrong. Like they were mm. just biscuits. Yeah. It's but just, just biscuits. like plain biscuits. There's not really much to them. It's just biscuits. Yeah. Just biscuits. Just really. biscuits. I mean, we complain when it's too complicated and now we also complain <laughs> when it isn't. Um, so the technical, oh, well, I should have told you to delete this, this episode. The technical was, and I apologize in advance, a Prince Regenten Torte. Prince Regenten Torte. Oh, that's right. I think that's right. Regententorte. Uh, Regententorte. Uh, Prince Regent's cake. So it's eight layers of Genoese sponge, sand with, with chocolate custard and coated in chocolate ganache. And they had two hours and 45 minutes. Yeah. So we say the first round was a bit simple. This was Opposite tough. End. Yeah. And mainly, I think the thing that frustrated me is, as per usual, 
like people say every year the tent is not air-conned and paul said with this one because prue's like oh it's gonna be tough in this heat and paul's like yeah it'll be fine as long as they chill things enough it's like well what time? chilling time is time yeah the, the fans were out as soon as you see the fans at the beginning of the challenge on the ends of benches you're like that's it and what are those fans doing those fans are not changing the temperature of the tent they're just cooling you down as you sweat buckets well that's something yeah, but not something. for the bake. It's not going to help the I cream. thought this was a really, really good challenge. I mean, they won't know what that cake is, but they will know how to make a Genoese. They'll know how to make a chocolate custard. They'll know how to make a ganache. So actually the elements they should know, and it's using them in a different way, which I really, I thought it was really great. Yeah. I mean, it was a challenging bake as well because they had to spoon out that rather than like baking the Genoese in tins, they had to spoon it and spread it. Yeah, TV-wise, it never looks like they're very tasty. It just looks, you can't imagine that tasting cake-like. It just no. looks like pancakes. Right, exactly. Well, George's famously did look like pancakes, but that was perhaps him doing it completely wrong. The, do you call it a Genoese or a Genoise? I say Genoese, but I'm presuming, is it actually French or is it Italian? If it's French, it would know. be Genoise. Should I Google it? Yeah. Google says it is an Italian sponge cake named after the city of Genoa. So therefore it will be Genoese. Genoese. It's also yeah. spelt G-E-N-O-E-S-E, -E, I believe. Um, so yeah, it's a Genoese cake, which means Prue is wrong. How embarrassing for her. <laughs> <laughs> so you say you like Frey's accent. Surely when she said, I don't want the egg whites to be overly mixed. That Lovely. was not. No, oh, come it's on. fab. I absolutely love it. It's it's I honestly don't. don't because I come from there. Don't is the particular word I hate. Don't I don't. I what don't about want cappuccino? That was quite good. I like cappuccino. Cappuccinos, love it. Espresso. Oh, it's all fab. Everything she says. In fact, I noticed you offered producer Alex a cappuccino this morning, but you didn't. You didn't give the accent. I should have done it. I should have done it correct. Sorry, I do apologise for that. Um, now I enjoyed Giuseppe's baking. Sounded a very good baking technique. Uh, seven minutes, then he'd slot the top and the bottom. Nice and nice and equal there. Nice that. Nice that. Keep things keep things fair. You know what I mean? Um, Christelle baked one as a test, which I thought was a good idea, but then she did run out of batter later on, so perhaps she shouldn't have done that. I, Christelle's just as technical. Every single technical she is she's kind of nervous and she's hectic. And every time it's like, okay, I'm gonna be really methodical this time and do things properly. And she just struggles. She is chaos, but she's like fun chaos. Oh, brilliant. Like fun, she's yeah. very aware of her chaos as well. Like it's not like my uncontrollable chaos. She I feel like she exists in this state at all times. Yeah, she manages it. Uh, talk about chaos. Amanda, she managed to overwhip her chocolate cream. Yeah. Then she overwhipped the next cream. Yeah. And then everything else in there was curdled. Maybe she's got like a really strong right arm. She she obviously <laughs> does. She's a policewoman, so probably. <laughs> um the final thing I wanted to say about the technical was George using his baking tray to pour his ganache onto his cake. Very Maysam School of Wrong Implements. Don't quite know what was going on there. I think George does that generally. There's always like random things that he's just prodding his fingers in and scooping it things up. It feels like he's like, I've not got enough time to pour this into this, so I'm just going to do this over here. It would have taken him th like a 30 second period to put all of that ganache into an actual But bag. that's why I don't think it's to do with time because it's like, okay, I could use a spatula to spread this icing, but I'll just use my hands. Like it's always just wrong. Uh, yeah. Jürgen was quite quiet this episode, this this challenge. I wonder whether the pressure of being German in German week was sort of beginning to kind of play on his mind. I think he was getting to him. And then especially the signatory did so well, got a handshake. Yeah. And then with this one, I don't think he, did he not know? No, he'd had the cake, but he didn't, he'd never made it before. Yeah, exactly. He knew what it was. Yeah. At least but that was one, one more than everyone else. They all looked fairly good, actually. I thought they Apart did a really good job. Amanda's kind of little, little blobs of cheese <laughs> that she'd put all the way around the top of her cake. <laughs> Little even, knob cheese, if you will. E oh. <laughs> oh, let's just changed it. But even Amanda's wasn't that bad. I thought they all did really well. They all did fairly well. I love during the judging of the technicals. Jake's eyebrows, like they like almost disappear into his hairline. He is yeah. panicking during every single judge. Can I just say in the technical, Chiggs's 
uh, photo card. Yeah. He is so damn handsome in it's that. Very good. That picture. is the best photo he's got, I think. I hope he took that. It's a ten out of ten from me. Very nice. Um, yeah, I, I have, we haven't done any thirsting this year, actually. But it's just chicks. Well, it would obviously be chicks, wouldn't it? Mm. Um, so in the bottom was Amanda um, with her knob cheese, and then in third <laughs> place came Lizzie, second place came chicks, and in first place was Giuseppe. You know, with Giuseppe this time, it was definitely one of those moments where he was doing that thing of like trying not to smile because he obviously knew he'd won. Yeah, try not to smile, and then doing like a weird frown thing, which then takes it too far. We're like. Giuseppe, you know you've won. Stop oh, he's doing wonderful. This. He's, he's basically a walking reaction meme, is our Giuseppe. Then this fake shocked. Oh, I've won. <laughs> Surprise. I'm just really good at baking. My favourite thing afterwards, though, is Jürgen saying, I'm not so into chocolate cakes. So when I go to German cafes, I normally go for cream cakes or Black Forest Gateau, which, which is, is a, a chocolate, chocolate cake. cake. <laughs> good excuse, Jürgen. No, not having it. Uh, uh, right. The showstopper was a tiered yeasted cake. It has to be at least two tiers tall and they had four and a half hours to make it. And in Jürgen's words, in Germany, you wouldn't do a tiered <laughs> yeasted cake. It's like asking for a three tiered apple crumble. Go for them, Jürgen. <laughs> Get them, Jürgen. Get them. <laughs> I thought it was pretty, especially because Jürgen is so dry. And so like it wouldn't even come across as sarcastic. It's just like... Guys, the, this the, is totally wrong. Jürgen doesn't do sarcasm. He does truth. Yeah. He's just like, you are wrong, guys. If you don't like the truth, that's your problem. He's just shared it with you. Yeah. Um, I, for all, for all that he's said, I thought that was actually quite a good challenge. It's kind of like an enriched bread dough, but with a cakey texture. Think like panettone vibes. Yeah, more or more Pandoro. Pandoro. It sounds yeah. very much like the Avatar place. Yeah, it does. Yeah. What's yeah. that place? Was it Pen, Pandora? With like the blue dragons and shit. I don't want to see that film. I can't no, be asked. I don't want to either. You have to wear 3D glasses again. again. Oh, I've got not... 3D glasses in 2022? Yeah, I saw I Alice, Alice so. went to the premiere and I saw her wearing the 3D oh, glasses. Sh- surely we've grown past 3D glasses. And they weren't classy 3D glasses. They looked horrible. They were the paper ones. <gasps> not the red and green ones. Yeah, I think so. Well, well maybe not those, remember, but they were Do you remember seeing Spy Kids in the red and green glasses? <gasps> Loved that. Did you know Megan Trainer is engaged to the Spy Kid? The boy I've Spy not Kid. seen Spy Kids. You and Alex having a little moment here. You guys are the same you know age. Over Christmas, you and I will watch Spy Kids together. It'll be very cute. Okay, let's um, do it. We'll go back to the baking. Uh, <laughs> so, so they made a Pandora by James Cameron and it took three and a half hours to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Done. Finished, guys. <laughs> but I think, no, I, I agree that. I think this was interesting because it it's hard to know if you're going to make it more like the Panettone, which is an enriched dough or a brioche, or whether you're going to do what they're asking for, which is try and make it a bit more cakey. Right. I like. I really want. To, these are one of the ones where I wanted to try them all, basically. Yeah, chicks. My autocorrect has still changed to chips. We just we live with chips now. So chips was very focused on his topping, which all of us are. Um, and it was also all about the nuts again, which all of us are. Um, I can imagine that with our, chips. our boy this week. All about his nuts and all about the topping. You think he's a nut, a nut, to- a nutty top boy? <laughs> Nutty top boy. He definitely is. Come on. <laughs> yeah, he would. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and Amanda, who was rearranging her plums all the way through. Normally something that's not broadcastable on <laughs> Channel 4, but there we go. Amanda, who has to copy off someone else's. So obviously Frey was doing plums. So therefore, <laughs> oh God, Amanda I, has to I do it. Even Every single it. showstopper, she copies <laughs> off someone else. Or everyone else copies off her. That is true. I think, yeah, maybe. Let's say maybe on that one. But rum-soaked raisins and plums sounds lovely. I'd love my plums to be soaked in rum. Um, very nice. And she used a beautiful bunt tin for the top, which I thought was lovely. Yeah. Um, so Christelle was doing a caramelised apple and orange creme diplomat cake, which sounded absolutely stunning. As per usual, Christelle's is pretty much without fail always the one that I want to eat. If it was just on the description, that's the one I would want. Yeah. Giuseppe did amarena soaked cherries and honey and he filled his with a vanilla creme pat. What is an amarena cherry? Oh, you should know this. 
Isn't that because I think I use them on one of my bakes. So the ones that the cherries that look really bright pink, they're soaked in something. Aren't they glacé cherries? No, glacé cherries go quite dark and really sticky. The amarino ones, they're very similar, but I think they're soaked in. Because I, f- I, f- I feel of sugar like I syrup. remember Paul slagging off one of Alice's bakes and being like, "You should have used this type of cherry," but I can't remember which one was which. Yeah, I think they're just the one that goes in cocktails that are like bright. But I don't know. Sure. I mean, it was lovely. And watching him pipe his cream into his cake's hole was quite something to behold, wasn't it? It was like, honestly, they lingered. They absolutely lingered there. Um, So Jürgen made a stout cake with apricot jam and dried fruit. And he was doing his slap again. But Jürgen's really what he did verge more on bread, didn't he? Yes, his was more bready. So he actually messaged us this week. uh, And because we were were talking about his slapping during the bread week. And he said that it was too much dough for a KitchenAid. And his method is much faster. He's happy to prove it. Both important oh. things for time management in the tent. Oh, I'd love you to prove it, Jürgen. <laughs> I love Jürgen's feedback. It's good. Just telling us the truth. <laughs> yes, he can prove it after he slapped it around a bit. Uh, lovely. Very good. It was a little too dry. A little too dry overall. It hadn't opened up enough, so perhaps he hadn't slapped it too much. <laughs> maybe he slapped it too much. Too much, yeah. Maybe too, too he much was, slapping and I'm going to close up. I'm lot. not going to open up. <laughs> Do you know one of my favourite bits about this whole one, this whole challenge was Lizzie. The end, where, full stop. <laughs> yeah, Lizzie, Every challenge, Lizzie, my favourite thing brilliant. was Lizzie. But when Paul's like, oh, you need to once again say this bullshit thing about heightening her decoration, finessing, blah, blah, blah. And she just picks up a bowl of food cookies and be like, not going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to do Lizzie. I love her so much. Um, she said uh, she was going to focus on finesse, which I lack. But look at all these colours. <laughs> She's got like such a natural chemistry with Noel as well. Like she's yeah. so relaxed and fun with him. She feels like one of the most natural contestants. Like even with the mm. judges, she doesn't seem put off, thrown, nervous by anything. She just feels at home in the town. And one of my favourite things about her is when when they tell her off, she's like, no, yeah. I'm going to keep doing what I want. And they're like, but we want, we want to see this. And she's like, well, you're not going to see it from me. But she doesn't, do it somewhere in, else. she doesn't do it in an arrogant way. It's not like, oh, I'm going to do it my way. It's more just the fact like she's kind of saying... I can't do that. I'm just, I'm going to do this. Like She's like, I'm authentic. This is, this is me. This is what you get. And I, I honestly, I absolutely adore her. And, and also, guess what? I sent in the briefs like weeks ago. So I'm not going to change everything on the day. Thank you very much. Try and put Vanessa in. Uh, the raisins soaked in orange and clementine gin though, with a cinnamon dough and cream cheese for Lizzie sounded apt. That was the bake I wanted to eat second to Christelle's, I think. They don't talk enough about how Lizzie actually really tries to push it with the flavours as well. Every week, they're really yeah. consistently good. Yeah. She's always undermined. Um, Freya was doing an upside down plum cake and was aiming for an intentional soggy bottom, which is how you live your life. Um, <laughs> but there was so much wine syrup. It was just like slop. I think that was okay. I agree with that. I quite liked the drips down the side. She was quite filthy. She said, I keep questioning this big one because it's so big. And she talked about her unusual, lovely topping. She was going through it. She was going through it all. I mean, it was underbaked overall. I think I think it looked stunning, but I can imagine it being quite wet inside. <laughs> she was wet outside at the end because she was crying. Um, <laughs> she was crying a lot. This was one of those ones where you see them all down the road. You're like, who's going home? Oh, maybe the person who's been crying for three hours. Yeah, and you can tell it's probably been worse than you actually saw in the edit. They did, though, they dusted off the really, really sad music for the end. So when there's a goodbye, if it's somebody that they, they've really enjoyed being there, or you can tell there's lots of emotions going around, they dust off the kind of the piano one, the piano version. And Freya got the piano version, which shows that the... A, Love Productions really loved her and B, the, the other contestants really loved her. And you could see that because everyone was really sad. Yeah, and we've seen since Bake Off has happened, I mean, they've moved in together, that her and Lizzie have a little love in. And so a genuine friendship yeah. is lovely. So Not I like think this, it's it professional was... only. <laughs> 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 so I think it probably was even more, like for Lizzie, that must have been really tough. Really, really go. hard. And Freya's been, I've really enjoyed Freya in the whole series and she's done really well since actually. Her vegan baking book genuinely 
is brilliant. It's she absolutely was brilliant. On was it Leicester Square? She was on. Oh no, yeah, it was Leicester Square. She was on the a billboard. Billboard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. If you're looking for a Christmas present, and if you are still, why? It's very close to Christmas now. And if you're still vegan, if you're going to do Veganuary, Vegan Veganuary. This there is a you good go. thing for people who are wanting to do Veganuary. Genuinely, it's called Simply Vegan Baking. I think by Freya um, Cox. By Freya Cox, and it's all really smart. And she doesn't do vegan baking like everyone else does vegan baking. She's actually done the work herself. She's not, she's not gone on BBC Good Foods and changed three things. Um, the winner of this week was. Giuseppe, much to Jürgen's chagrin. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, I like Thank that. You. Good word. Uh, <laughs> I'd probably said chagrin. A chagrin. But well done to Giuseppe. I don't actually know what that brings the score to now. Jürgen's got three, I think, or two. I mean, they're just sharing them out, they really. Share, it's between Jürgen and Giuseppe at this point, yeah. isn't it? Who knows, though? Could be a dark horse coming. Spoiler, there isn't. It's Giuseppe, he wins. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and without any more faffing around, let's dive straight into this week's taste test. Yes. This week's taste test comes from Susan, who'd like us to put in a good word for the strange combination of plain rice and ketchup. Mm, do we really need 30 seconds to decide this one? It's tradition, Michael. And actually, I think Susan's right. So let's go. Okay, sure. It's got to be jail. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello, it's us interrupting us to promote us. If you'd like to support us, you can join our Patreon. It's called our OnlyFans and you will get this. Well, okay, I'll see you never then. Well, <laughs> you don't exist then. Well, like, goodbye forever. And a bit of this. Devin and Cole will argue about where to put the cream. Mm. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and a bit of that. I don't want any part of me to be needed. Hey, what about this? 
this sounds like quite concerning. Do the police know about this? Well, the it's statute of limitations. It's Whitby. It's Whitby. <laughs> yeah, we don't actually know what's being put in there. Hopefully it was all really good stuff and now you want to join us. How much does it cost, David? It costs about the same price as a cup of coffee each month. Just have one less coffee and have loads of extra content over at patreon.com forward stroke sticky bun boys. Right, we're back. Do you know, one of my worst things when I'm on the phone to someone is when they have a drink. You just had a drink of coffee then and producer Alex had to hear it and through I the, held microphone. the microphone <laughs> to my throat as he heard it. He heard me swallow. Was it nice? <laughs> it's actually one of my worst. I, anyone's on the phone to you me, don't like do swallowing. not drinking. No, sorry. Drinking. You don't like drinking. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my swallow. least favorite thing is, yeah, when you hear that, I'm going to see if I can do it. Hang on. That noise. Could you hear oh. that? You could hear that. Lovely. You're welcome. Anyway, I'm not listening to uh, this podcast. Plain now. rice and ketchup. Yeah, to me. Do you know what? I never really thought about this before. So I almost agree. My friend who is Asian, he often heats up plain jasmine rice and then we have a fried egg and ketchup and I love it. I I love ketchup. I'm about to really offend my Asian community here. Don't like rice. What? I can't be asked with rice. I would have rice. I mean, I pretty much do have it almost no, every single I shouldn't day. Say I, I shouldn't say I don't like rice. I I nothing rice. Like it's just, it, it's present. I don't, wouldn't choose it. So if you were having an Indian meal, you'd rather go for the breads. breads. Oh, yeah. the bre- the, and the Indian breads are like, they're so good. They are good, but a fluffy basmati as well. No, as, as well? Yeah. Right, carb from a carb base. I, I know, no. I mean, I'm into my carbs, but I definitely, rice is my thing. So I'm with Susan. She is not going to jail. I'm sorry. I am her defense what attorney. What do you think of couscous? Mm, it's, nah. like, it's like small rice. It's okay, but yeah. yeah it's I'd rather have me. rice. Jail for you, Susan. No! I think I've sent everyone, have I sent everyone to jail? You have. Lovely. Well, you can, you've got good company there, Susan. You hope you're on your own. <laughs> you know what, Michael? It is Christmas time. Uh, or as Camilla Cabello says, Quizmoys. Have Quiz- you seen that? Yeah, I have seen that. I'll be home for Quizmoys. Congratulations I, on your culture reference <laughs> yeah, there. <laughs> I just got an applause from Alex. I actually knew what your reference was. I had was. to explain who Doja Cat was uh, to David yeah, earlier. Yeah, but on. I did know the music. I just didn't know who it was. Sure, yeah. sure. Uh, anyway, what are your top three Christmas songs? Okay. Okay, we're going to go for some basic bitch ones. Are you ready? Yeah. Hey, hey, I can't even say it. Hey, sis, it's Christmas I by RuPaul. I love that one. <laughs> it's got such lyrics as gingerbread men going to ping your pong. Ride that candy cane good and long. Christmas Carol, she in the back. It's got some brilliant lines in it. Absolutely iconic. And then I would say Santa Can't You Hear Me, which is Kelly Clarkson and Ariana Grande. I'm going to hope you know who both those people are. Yeah, and I do love that one. Yeah. Um, and then Jingle Bells. And you say it like that because it's got a question mark on the end of it. And it's by Barbara Streisand. And it's like someone singing the classical version of Jingle Bells with a full orchestra while having a stroke going down a hill in a bobsled. <laughs> it is absolutely wild. I've not even heard There's this There's like one. random timpani like, boying everywhere. Like this Barbara Streisand running out of breath. It's absolutely iconic. So those are your three for my Christmas list. Right, I'm going to listen to that one definitely after this episode. Uh, mine are Oh Holy Night the acapella version from NSYNC. NSYNC? I've only ever, I've only seen it on YouTube, so I always see Justin's leather trousers. Sure. But it's really good, that one. Um, then I love the whole of the Sufjan Stevens album. Who's that? Sufjan Stevens. Is he from the past? He's from the past. Well, he's probably my age, actually. So the past. Alex, do you know who he is? What? Yeah. Right, it's quite folky. I love that one. Sure. You must know who Tom Waits is. That's my next one. Tom Waits. What's he waiting for? <laughs> <laughs> Tom Waits. Tom Waits. Tom 
Waits is iconic. Tom Waits is in lots of films. You would right. We're going to play that after because you will definitely oh, I know. I famously don't watch films. I don't have an attention span. Uh, well, Christmas card from a hooker in Minneapolis. Oh is a word. really really good song by Tom Waits. It feels like a journey that one. Really, to be fair, what was who's the hooker? What's their name? <laughs> I don't know actually. Sure. I'll trust Tom. Yeah, while he's waiting. <laughs> while he's waiting. Maybe he's waiting for her name. That's maybe what it is. Or his. Sorry to wow, be sexist. We have such. Uh, Different. We have a different taste. Well, actually, no, but I, I liked your ones. And, and yours are all from the past, apart from NSYNC, who are also probably I mean, that from the past. is from the past. Yeah, NSYNC are only just in colour screens, aren't they, to, to be, be honest? To be fair, Stevens is probably only the same age as NSYNC. Really? Yeah, he's just more folky. Stevens. Sure. I mean, you're getting a long episode this week, guys. I'm so sorry. Right, anyway, to the inbox. <laughs> to the inbox. To the inbox. We have some really good things. That was kind of German for German week. Uh, we have some really good questions. This one is brilliant. I can't wait to hear your thoughts on this one. Mm. This one's from Anonymous. I'm oh, not going to do a name. It's just your Anonymous. Your favourite. Uh, okay, it's the zombie apocalypse and you can pick three other bakers to take with you into your shack to defend yourself from the oncoming zombie onslaught. Who do you pick? First question, I don't have a shack. Will my shed do? Um, second question. Second your your okay. bougie shed will do. My bougie shed. I would, Elena, because she would just shout at them till they went away. <laughs> <laughs> She'd probably scare them. Um, oh, who else would I take? I feel like I would take Benjamina. Why? Because she would keep me fed. Like, her food is stunning. So, Elena for, like, the shouting. I love Benjamina. You tried to pick one of the bakers to keep you fed. I mean, hopefully any of the bakers can keep you fed. Well, what? maybe not Amanda. Hers was a bit soggy. Oh. <laughs> a bit soggy and undercooked. Uh, who else would I take? I feel like... I think it's probably because it's at the top of my mind at the moment, but Lizzie could really, like... I think Lizzie could fight, you know? Like, she would fight to also, the Also, she's not stressed by things. No, she's not phased. Yeah. But I also think the combination of, oh, I might have to... I'm so sorry, Benjamin, I might, I might have to remove you. Because John Waite's quite muscly now. <laughs> so let's do John Waite, because he'll fight. Elena, because she'll shout. And Lizzie, because she'll be funny. She'll have stories about being kidnapped by emus. And then she'll also be a murderer. There you go. That's my top three. How about yours? That's quite a good top three. Well, straight away, I was thinking I wanted Tamal and Chigs in there just because I fancy them. Sure. Just to get... You still have an orgy in your shed. And <laughs> <laughs> the world's we're, on fire. I was just very fatalistic. It's like, we're not going to get get through this. This is fine. Let's just have some fun. Um, and then I actually did pick Lizzie as well. Did you? Yeah. Because yeah, I just thought that she... Well, this is pretty harsh, but I thought she'd be a distraction. <laughs> All the zombies would go to Lizzie and I would sneak out the back of the shack. With Tamal. With Tamal, You'd limp yeah. out after, after yeah. having been with Tamal. <laughs> uh, oh, bring on the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> Can't wait. I'm buzzing. Okay. Whew. This one is... <laughs> I'm in a weird mood now. This one's a serious one, I think. Let me check. Right. This is a serious one, I think. It's from Anonymous. Oh, but actually they've they've signed it off as Pillow Princess. Oh, very nice. This is from Pillow Princess. Dear David and Michael, please keep me anonymous. I think Pillow Princess is okay. I've I'm been assuming that's not their first and last name. No. <laughs> yeah, hopefully I haven't given them away. Um, I've been dating my partner for six months and we fit together perfectly. We like oh. the same shows. We hate the same foods. We have the same kinks, etc. apart from one tiny thing. Right. Doesn't seem like it's that tiny. Spoiler. I'm a bottom and they're a switch. So switch is what people call verse, right? Yes. Sounds good, right? Don't get me wrong. I don't mind the fact that sometimes they want to use the strap on me and sometimes want me to use the strap, but I don't know how to top at all. I'm not made for it. I can't get the rhythm right and my fingers get tired and don't even get me started on the dirty talk. Is it only the top that does the dirty talk? I mean, everyone can do dirty talk. You don't have to. It's not obligatory. Huh. 
Whenever they try to initiate sex with them bottoming, I panic and it's not good because they're hot and perfect and turn me on immensely, but it never works out. What do I do? How do I help them bottom sometimes, which they have every right to, while maintaining my complete lack of ability? Well, maybe you don't want to maintain the complete lack of ability in the first instance. No, maybe you can work on that. Maybe you can practice it. Like, have you spoken about it? Like, surely just speak about it. No? Do you know what, though? I was definitely one of those people in the position with sex where I didn't talk about things. And then right. I just went round and round in my head thinking, like, what should I do? How should I do this? How, what, what do they want right now? Why do you think all that? And then not just say, how do you want to do it? Right. But then also you can say it like in a way that's not that that's not necessarily that sexy. That's like you're in a board meeting and you're like, <laughs> right, <laughs> like you've unfolded your folder. You can have a conversation about it that's kind of like in the mood. Like, what do you like? What what don't you like? And you can bring it up. Yeah, and you can also have the board meeting before the sexy time. So it doesn't have, it can be a formal meeting. Yeah, it can be a formal <laughs> meeting. You can have a formal <laughs> meeting coffee on your first date <laughs> and ask these questions. But these people, so Pillar Princess and their partner, they have been together for a long time. Um, well, six months. Six months. <laughs> in in queer years, that is a hundred years. It's been 84 years. Uh, <laughs> they, I feel like they could have that conversation and like, they want to sometimes use the strap. They sometimes don't want to use the strap. Fine, sure. Like, find ways of doing it. Also, I mean, I don't know how the relationship is, but, like, I've got... So I've got friends who are in relationships, and both of them are bottoms, so they have an open relationship so they can go and get what they want sexually from other places. And if that's how that works, then great. Yeah. Maybe one of the issues here, if they've been together six months and they haven't brought it up yet, that's that issue. can sometimes be an issue because then the other person thinks, like, okay, so have you were you faking it all this time when you're not enjoying it? Exactly. The longer the, the longer you leave it, I mean, hopefully they didn't message this at the beginning of the podcast because that has been 17 weeks. Uh, but, uh, but the longer you leave it, the harder it's going to get. So I would say have the conversation and it doesn't need to be formal or if it's easier to be formal, it can be formal. Like whatever, however you communicate best to your partner, try and find a way to have a conversation and like don't close your mind to other opportunities. It could be that the result of this is that they get certain parts of their relationship from other places perhaps yes. or not like or not they might just go cool well i'll just bank off <laughs> and we're fine yeah <laughs> and this could apply to every kind of queer person kind of because i think yeah. when i initially read it i think strangely because probably it's just because i'm putting my own spin on things i straight away think of it as a man um and this seems to be two envy people i believe but i can't yes that's what i was thinking sure and oh. then I can't really give any advice on that because I've got no idea. Well, I, I've given some great advice. So I'd follow what I've said. Follow what Michael says. <laughs> right. The next one is from Shervin. Shervin Stevens. Is that a real... I mean, I'm not going to say it's a real name because obviously Shervin's replied about... But is that the person you were talking about earlier? About oh, no, Christmas? Sofian Stevens. Oh, sure. Not Shervin Stevens. Sure. Wasn't this sure is, whether they were writing in. That is Shervin, but I don't know their name. Um, hello, Michael and David. David and Michael. I would say David and Michael, but anyway. It's because of alphabets and because of your ego. <laughs> I know you'd fill in the compliments yourselves, but I'll let you know regardless that I do love this podcast and become nearly as obsessed with it as I am of Bake Off itself. That's good. Hopefully that'll, more. that'll change in the new year and you'll become more obsessed with this podcast than Bake Off itself because it's going so. to the dogs. It is. <laughs> Two things I wanted to talk about. Firstly, a correction, if you will. In last week's show for the technical, when they were, it might not be last week's now. That's Biscuit when Week, I think. Yeah. Uh, when it was Biscuit Week, they were making jam and cream biscuits. You guys said they were just a avoiding saying jammy dodgers but jammy dodgers famously have no cream in them right that is right yeah what they were making was more like a fox's slash own brand if you're not posh uh jam and cream sandwich and actually on that we were thinking about that remember when christelle made raspberry toffee by mistake yes in jammy dodgers it is like a toffee it, it's not a jam it is <gasps> So much, so much to learn. Thank you so much for messaging in, Shervin. Yes, thank you, Shervin. Secondly, I noticed today that they've extended the application deadline for Series 14 of Bake Off by an entire 
month. Ooh. Surely they'd only do that if they've not received enough high quality applications. Ooh. Considering, sorry for all of you who've already applied. <laughs> considering that Bake Off is well known to receive thousands more applications than they need. I mean, thousands and thousands. Do you think this could be the beginning of the end for our beloved show? I'm not sure what I'd do with myself if that happened. Maybe I'd finally make some friends. <laughs> <laughs> much love, Shervin. Kiss. Oh, I love Shervin. Thank you so much. They open applications early this year as well like not it used to be like the final two weeks of bake off that they yeah. announced it but it was open earlier this year it was like from halfway through and they really have got like we weren't asked by bake off like some of us did like say oh the applications are open but this time obviously love productions asked the bakers to, to promote it they even maybe paid them to do it because mm. they were all talking about Let's it multiple times they haven't paid them to do it <laughs> 30 pounds <laughs> Yeah, it's interesting. I think you're right, Shervin. I think they would only have extended if they weren't getting, perhaps they're getting loads of applications, but they do, I mean, for all they say, it's not a box ticking exercise. There is certain diversity elements they want to, they want to fulfill, which is a good thing from Love Productions and they want to do that. And perhaps they haven't got, say, so many from black people or so many from um, working class. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know a... they have had problems with older people because I think... At the start, it was just a, very much seen as a show for everyone. It wasn't very slick. And as it's become more slick and people, I've talked to people who say like, oh, no, but I'm not very good at social media. And yeah. so I think they have had issues with old people thinking that the show is still for them. So as an old person, how would you speak to them and try and <laughs> engage them? I would say, go for it. <laughs> well, actually, you you replaced an older person, didn't you, our year? Uh, no, Alice did. Oh, Alice replaced an older My, person. I, I replaced me, but just a better oh, version no, of I me. Oh, no, I know him. Oh, don't, I shouldn't talk about that. Oh, do you? <laughs> I do know him. Because I was exactly the same age. Everything everything was the same as us, including the reason why like, I actually fell off my bike and broke my hand as well, which is what he did. Um, so I just presume he was a better looking, taller person than me. Through, I met him through Instagram and he is better looking and taller than you. Oh. Um, <laughs> but he didn't win Bake Off. Has he not applied again then? Yeah, and they didn't let him on. Ooh. Ooh. More on that on Patreon. <gasps> Oh, that's good, yeah. That was a good little plug, Let's that, wasn't that, it? Yeah. Let's do that. We'll talk about that on patreon.com forward slash Sticky Bumboys. And we'll talk about other behind-the-scenes of things of people we know who applied. We normally do the ad the ad bit after this splat. So let's leave a splat and then we can do some more ads. Thanks for listening, everyone. And if you're celebrating, have a very, very, very Merry Christmas. Yes, indeed. I hope you're able to relax just a wee bit. And even if that's just in a dark room on your own, watching old reruns of Downton Abbey. I mean, that's going to be my Christmas and I couldn't be more excited. We'll be back in your ears next week to keep you company in that weird in-betweeny bit. My friends and I call it Betwixtmas. It'll be our last episode of the year as well. Can you believe... Now, if you want to give us an early present for the holidays, not just an early present, a present for the holidays, uh, how about joining our OnlyFans at patreon.com forward stroke sticky bum boys. In return, you'll get loads of extra bits and bobs to keep you busy over the next while. Feel free to use your downtime over the next wee while to send us over your dating disasters, any of your taste tests and questions that you may have. We are always online at sticky bum boys on socials or at stickybunboys at gmail.com. It's time to leave you alone now. Happy Christmas or not. And we'll see you next week. Keep them sticky. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volur XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Very professional, David. In one breath. (laughs) We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? (laughs) 